You're coming at me. (laughs) You are listening to the dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This right here, what we're doing, is an American history podcast. And each week, I, beer drinker, man with ears, angry face maker, Dave Anthony, reads a story from American Those history good ones. to his friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. It's going to be about a guy. Yeah. All right. I already know it. I know this one. And then things get weird. I know this one. We did this one. Yeah, yeah. We it's a, a guy who does a thing that's yeah. kind of crazy. And no, no, no. Everyone... What happens is he has like a like weird little childhood trauma, uh-huh. and then he gets a little older, and then he meets a guy, and then he starts reading some shit he shouldn't, uh, yeah. and then he gets stuff he shouldn't, and yeah. then he does stuff he shouldn't, and then he probably succeeds for a long time. Well, we shouldn't do this one. You already know it. <laughs> Called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy! Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like Adam. On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo! No sleep tell hippo! Action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> 1988. Oh, snap. Okay. It's maybe the latest one we've ever done. The 80s. 88. Like 88. late 80s. I don't yeah. think we've ever. That's great. I mean, maybe. Yeah. We've tapped. I mean, yeah. Well, we've gone into it, but we've never sure. started at that. I mean. It's exciting. Yeah. Rob Reinhardt was born and raised in Atlanta. Are you evaluating to see if I know anything yet? Yeah. Uh, his father... Does it look like I do? No. Okay. His father was a stockbroker, and his mom was a stay-at-home mom. Okay. Uh, very, very religious people. Okay. Uh, Rob had four older sisters, and as he got older, Rob spent his spare time building computers and studying astrophysics. Just a guy building computers and studying astrophysics. That's normal. Rob, uh, but Rob just did not seem to get the weird life uh, he was living. Quote, I remember when I was very young eating lettuce and thinking it was very weird to be eating leaves sitting in this nice house with all of these electronics around us. What? What? Is this a bunny diary? (laughs) I think he's talking about salad. He's just, he finds it weird that. I find what he you find, said weird. Well, so what he finds weird is the opposite of what what I I would find weird, which is computers are the weird thing. Right. Eating eating, eating leaves. Eating eating salad is the most natural thing of all. So he is. Right. So he he doesn't sees understand. computers and he's like these make sense, but eating leaves is weird. That's an interesting start to all this, Dave. He feels he, like it's going to track with my earlier prediction. He went to a religious high school and was a devout Christian. Okay. Until his senior year. Oh, that's when we all renounce. Uh, that's when he read Richard Dawkins and uh, Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens. He then wrote an essay for his science class titled "Bad Religion." Well, that's probably not going to go over great at a religious institution. No, absolutely, uh, it was about quote why I was no longer a Christian, why I no longer believe in God. His teacher gave him an F. What? And he says he was then ostracized by the community. Yes. Did he not put this through one of his predicting computers? (laughs) This is pretty much, the odds are really high that this is how it's going to play out. His parents were not happy with this turn of events, but eventually learned to, quote, compartmentalize, according to him. Okay. 
And that's good when your parents are compartmentalizing your... I Yes. I think for religious families sometimes that's a reach. Uh, after high school, Rob went to Georgia Tech University and got degrees in computer science and electrical engineering. Okay. Upon graduating in 2012, Rob moved to a cramped San Francisco apartment in the... So he moved to an apartment in San Francisco. <laughs> You don't need to say cramp. No, I had a big apartment in San Francisco. There's big apartments in San Francisco. Right. But, they're just uh, a million and a half dollars. Right. Uh, but also, um, um, uh, the, when the startup thing was big, and this is obviously way into the startup thing, like there are apartments that have like 15 people living in them, right. all trying to do startups. Right. Just eating lettuce. But in this case, it was just three guys. Um, so he formed a tech startup with the goal of creating inexpensive cell phone towers. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. I, so I don't get that because cell phone towers to me, it, it's it's a metal construction situation. Maybe he's trying to make it out of cheaper materials. Okay. I don't know. I, uh, maybe the software in there in, in the right. I don't, I don't know how you make cheaper cell phone towers. I yeah, I, I mean they're know. towers. Or maybe they're talking about the. Uh, you know the little you see like the drums and the the equipment in there maybe there's a anyway it didn't work (laughs) (laughs) i wonder why he and two others got uh but he and two others got 170,000 from y combinator uh uh, for their startup okay um so their idea is not going anywhere they they basically failed and they're down to their last 70,000 okay they decided to keep trying out new software ideas until they ran out of money so now they're just going to kind of try out different Fuck things. around until they land on something. They uh, thought about how to make the money last as long, long as possible, right? Three sure. guys, 70K. I could make that last a long time. Yeah, you start dealing drugs. Because that basically, what I started stand-up, I mean, I'm, I'm on... $70,000? You could stretch that for a while. For a long time. Yeah, yeah, I can stretch that for a while. Although, you know, look, rent's really bad, and yeah, costs have gone up since I was younger. Yeah, but no, this is 2012. Oh, this is 2012. Sorry, that's the year. Yeah, the year he was born. born. He's not still a baby. <laughs> I'm still picturing the 80s. So, so these are one of the. He's one of the guys who who grow into a human. He grew up. But, so right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you. yeah. You're thinking okay. of the baby episodes. The, ba- I'm thinking of the baby episodes. <laughs> okay. So 70 grand left, and they're just how do they, how do they stretch it? Uh, they they're trying to figure out ways to stretch the money. They're trying to know? figure out ways to come up with something, though, right? Well, they got the seventy grand, but they're trying to yeah they're they're trying to think of ways to stretch the money while they come up with an idea right, that'll okay, make them right, rich. Right, it's gotcha. a really great plan. It's sure it's something no one's ever done in the history of right, mankind right. except every single person oh, sure. trying to get rich. Uh, so rent's not going to change. Rent's very high, right? Uh, they have no social life. They're working constantly. Looking at their budget, one thing stuck out: food. Here we are again. They've been eating ramen, frozen quesadillas, and corn dogs, and taking vitamin C to keep scurvy at bay. That is, as, that's a bit much, isn't it? I as, mean, what are they? Are they seaborn? Where as are one they? does. Well, come on. As one does. Scurvy? Who? How they're, many? They're in San Francisco worried about scurvy. When you, I mean, come on. In when you were starting, when you were starting out, when you were, when we you all were, got scurvy. When you trying to break into show business, were you not taking vitamin C? Oh, I've got, I've had scurvy five or six <laughs> times on the road. Yeah, that's why I eat so many orange peels. Right, so they're living like they're on a ship in the 1600s. Yeah. Um, so it's obviously Welcome not... Welcome to college pirates. <laughs> How do we get the ramen to cook? So obviously they're not living in a great nutrition situation. Right. 
Rob then started looking at food and eating as an engineering problem. This, this, uh, okay, here we are again. <laughs> After some study, he determined $5 hot, do- hot, hot and ready pizzas from Little Caesars provided the most energy per dollar. Okay, that's horrible to hear. <laughs> How is Little Caesars not using that as their slogan? That's a way better slogan than just a weird commercial. Um, but after one week of eating only Little Caesars pizza, yeah. it made him feel, quote, like I was going to die. Yes. That, now that, there's the slogan. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel every time I have Little Caesars. I'm like, I'm dying, right? This is horrible. In January 2013, he switched to an all-kale diet. So he is, what, he's all or nothing. Because that was really big at that point. Yeah, but Um, with other stuff. Yeah, it's really all or nothing. That that didn't work either. Yeah. Uh, He said it left him, quote, starving. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Rob began to resent the fact that he had to eat. What is happening right (laughs) now? What are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) What do you mean? He's resenting the fact that he has to eat. Okay, so so there's a brain issue here. I think it's it's not a normal brain situation. Yeah. Um, this is, but engineering brains are very different brains. It's a lot of time alone. It's a lot of time in labs. It's a lot of, it's a lot of not great social uh, situations. It's, but so far he is fairly social, it seems, right? I mean, he's surrounded he, he's by He's not. He, he's he's not. surrounded by two guys and they're just in their apartments right. tapping away on computers right. constantly. Okay. Okay. Um, quote, food was such a large burden. It was also the time and the hassle. We had a very small kitchen and no dishwasher. Okay. Still, most people have been able to overcome that. Yeah, I, I, find a way I actually to had a. Get nutrients. I, I mean, when I lived in New York, I had like uh, one one a two two uh, burner stove yeah. and a sink. Yeah, and I made it work. Yeah, I had a friend who lived in a paid a hundred dollars to live in a closet in Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, right. This okay. I, he I wish ate. I hadn't heard that, but yeah, he ate. Yeah, he he figured out. Food. He had two shirts. Rob started thinking that the body doesn't need food, just the chemicals and elements that food contains. Oh, boy. Quote, you need amino acids and lipids, not milk itself. You need carbohydrates, not bread. Oh, yeah. I think I know what this is. Yeah, I think you do. Fruits and vegetables provide essential vitamins and minerals, but they're mostly water. Uh Uh-huh. Rob's engineering and not normal. So is the human body. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> point, point taken. <laughs> Rob's engineering and not normal mind began to think that food was an inefficient way of getting what he needed to survive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting conclusion to come to. It's pr- the, arguably the, thing, the wrong conclusion. Well, I mean, if you think about nature and how nature works. Has worked for a long time. There's things out there we consume. Not just us, but all animals yes. consume. Right. Uh, whether that be uh, plants or other animals, mm-hmm. and then and then that's how they live. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, quote: It just seemed like a system that's too complex and too expensive and too fragile. Uh, only in Silicon Valley is someone <laughs> going to put this on trial. <laughs> you know, we don't. We're eating. Do we need that? Is that? Can we cut that? Is food? A- I mean, what the that? fuck is going on with food? Can we just cut that from the budget? He decided to conduct a human experiment on himself. What would happen if he ate only the raw ingredients the body uses for energy? Rob stopped focusing on software and read textbooks on nutritional biochemistry and uh, the websites of the FDA, the USDA, and Institute of Medicine. And when he was done, Rob had a list of 35 nutrients 
required for survival. Okay. It's good. Uh, uh, he bought them online. He in, bought. He just bought the raw nutrients in, in mostly pillar powder form. Okay. Um, and then he put, you know, the right amounts into a blender uh, with water. "Quote: I eventually ended up with a thick, odorless beige liquid." Right. That's nice. That sounds so good. Yeah. Let's eat. Have that. you tried my thick, odorless beige mm. liquid? It was a mix of vitamins, raw potassium, magnesium, olive, fish oil, uh, oat flour. How great would it be to kidnap Guy Fieri and only feed him this? <laughs> it's a flavor town. <laughs> he liked it. Rob liked it. He liked his paste. Yeah. Uh, quote, delicious. I felt like I just had the best breakfast of my life. Well, uh, this is not true, right? No, I mean, That's not true. I don't know. He's had pancakes. Who, know, who knows what a person convinced themselves of? Yes, but he's had pancakes. I mean, we've all had pancakes. And there's and no better breakfast. There's literally no food better breakfast. than pancakes no or waffles pancake. or French toast. Something in that wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, but he liked his cardboard paste. Yeah, that's right. He's like, mm, better. One of Rob's roommates was not as down. Quote, it seemed pretty weird. Hmm. Rob consumed only this substance for a month. Okay. On February 13th. That's t- crazy. <laughs> It is. That's all he had for a month. Yeah, yeah. Is paste? It's not paste. It's a it's a drinkable liquid. It, it's probably thick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on February thirteenth, two thousand thirteen, he published a blog post on his website. Titled, Haven't pooped. <laughs> titled "How I Stopped Eating Food." How I stopped eating food, which is just hurrah! <laughs> We've done it. We've taken one of the most joyful things and ended it. Uh, okay. Quote, I feel like the $6 million man. My physique has noticed has noticeably improved. My well, yes. skin is clearer. Okay. My teeth whiter. I might be on board. My hair thicker and my dandruff gone. Well, okay. Well, he paints quite a good picture yeah. of him before, huh? Yeah. Just itching skin all over the kitchen while he looks at a computer bitching about how much eating takes up. My resting heart rate is lower, and I haven't felt the least bit sickly rare for me this time of year. Okay. So apparently he's usually pretty sickly this time of year. Well, I mean, this is a guy who was worried about scurvy. So <laughs> yeah. I think if we're hitting, yeah, if we're hitting the fall. The dropsy has not returned. <laughs> Rob's food costs had dropped from four hundred and seventy dollars to one hundred and fifty. Yeah, well, that'll happen when you just stop eating food. Yep. Uh, he named his food drink Soylent. Oh gosh, I knew it. Quote: This is from the blog. Quote: Food is the fossil fuel of human energy. So I love that he named it Soylent. Right. The Soylent Green was a correct. So Soylent Green is a is a movie uh, that uh, came out early 70s starring Charlton Heston in which uh, everybody gets rations of, of wafers nutritional wafers to survive on and it turns out uh, it's the green people. yeah the green ones are made out of people yeah so yeah okay so that's a good homage uh, right yeah so th- that's a uh, he later is like backed off what he's like well it came from the book and blah 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 but he he knew what he was naming sure it was okay clear and um, say the last sentence you said food is the fossil fuel of human energy well, well it's not Fair. I don't no, know. It's not. I would say it's let's not. not call it a fossil fuel. Yeah. Well, that's that's the problem with his thing. Right. He, he's. It's a negative connotation. But right. human energy. You know, 
Yeah. You can come from many different things. It doesn't have to be a dirty, horrible... Right. So he is always a negative connotation with food. Right. It is an enormous market full of waste, regulation, and biased allocation with serious geopolitical implications, and we're deeply dependent on it. In some countries, people are dying of obesity, others starvation. Sure. Okay. Well, so, yes. you, so you agree with so that? Send, well, send your Soylent to the starving countries then. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, How has okay. Trump not told this guy to go back to his country? But that, but that's sort of what he's saying is this is a way to, to cure, cure all Cure world hunger. <clears throat> so grandiosity is something that affected the well-known Elizabeth Holmes. Okay. Seen Elizabeth Holmes documentary? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandiosity refers to an unrealistic sense of superiority, a sustained she view. She didn't have any of this. A sustained view of oneself as better than others that causes one to view others with disdain or as inferior, as well as to a sense of uniqueness, the belief that few others have anything in common with oneself and that one can only be understood by a few or very special people. Grandiosity is cheaply associated with narcissistic personality disorder, but also commonly features an antisocial personality disorder and the manic or hypomanic episodes of bipolar disorder. Why don't we rename Silicon Valley Grandiosity? <laughs> I mean... Anyway, I don't know why I brought that up. But anyway, it's Rob's weird. post went viral. Of course. Silicon Valley. Hey, loved- man, you don't have to eat anymore. Hey, dude, eating's gone. It's done. Well, so that's one of my favorite things to do as a human. Now you just have pace, dude. Try it. Suck it down. No, but I enjoy. <laughs> like there's so many different types. You only of- need 30 things. Like, uh, like I, this stuff, this stuff, like an organic blood orange will, will make me want to cry if it's so. Yeah, yeah, they're done with those. You suck your pace pack. <laughs> suck your pace pack, dude. Oh, yeah. So charged up. You have three extra hours a day to do whatever I want. A honey crisp apple. No, dude. Shut the fuck up about your fruit, dude. It's done. Suck your silver pouch. Put the straw in it like a Capri Sun, you fucking douche. Like a really... Eat your paste. A really nice pe- Fall in pesto, line. Pesto, Fall pasta. Fall in line. Like a spinach tortellini. Only reason to eat an orange or any fruit is to combat scurvy, which our silver pouches now do. <laughs> thanks to our master. Eat your pouch. Mm. Oh, shit, man. Same thing as yesterday and the day before. And same thing tomorrow. And the same thing forever. Zoom. Efficiency. <sighs> Oh, it's so great. I figured out how to be in prison without being in prison. Oh, dude, I'm eating my bars. (laughs) I'm eating the prison bars, man. So the post goes viral. Silicon Valley loves life hacking, right? Sure, yeah. Coming up with ways to streamline the things that we have to do in daily life or enjoy in daily life. By March, his post is getting extensive media coverage. There was a Vice article titled, This Man Thinks He Never Has to Eat Again. In it, Rob describes Soylent's potential to change the world. Quote, people may giggle when I say I poop a lot less, but this would be a huge what deal. What do you expect people to do when that's something you're saying in a press release? <laughs> I poop a lot less, sir. We find that funny. How are you? My name's Rob and I shit less than you. <laughs> this interview's over. I shit less than you. Because I'm better. Oh. <clears throat> this would be a huge deal in the developing world where inadequate sanitation is a prevalent source of disease. But still, he had not achieved his ultimate foodless goal. He was eating one or two conventional meals a week. Interesting. 
quote. But if I had any Those, money, he must have felt so guilty when he was eating. Oh, those. so angry! Just I pounding angry. a sweet potato with tears running down yeah. his face. Like I don't need you. Yeah. Uh, quote. But if I had any money or a girlfriend, I would probably eat out more often. I'm quite happy with my bachelor chow. I don't miss the rotary phone, and I don't miss food. So, so one That's problem. A weird comparison. Well, so one problem here is is not that food is bad. It's that the American system of food, right, of agriculture, of creating products for people who don't have is money, perfect. Is I'll finish your sentence. It's <laughs> fucking shit. Yeah. And and so you, when you are poor and you have to eat ramen and other shit, you are not eating well, and yeah. it isn't enjoyable. Now you can make it enjoyable, and there's ways to do it, but it's fucking work. Well, the truth is that you there most of the food is processed, most of the yeah. food that people eat is processed, and so yeah, there is like less there. If you're eating a shit diet, it does not feel good. Caesar's pizza is not little Caesar's fun. pizza. No, I actually remember the first. Uh, one of the first times I had Little Caesars left over in my fridge, and I was like, it smells like shrimp. <laughs> and I had no idea why, no rhyme or reason why, but I was like, it's a hard pizza to eat the next day. I remember, because I'm old, but I remember when pizza went from having all real ingredients to uh, being this artificial weirdness. Oh, and it's I, a, very cl- a very clear transition, and it was very if you, quick. If you look at, the, look at the ingredients on Pizza Hut or Domino's, what, the, what their pizzas are, you're like, Let's I don't start. recognize a term in here. It's like, methylfall. You're like, nah, that's not a good first ingredient, is it? Obviously, the name Soy that was associated with Soy the Green, the dystopian 1973 movie that we spoke about. Uh, Rob, was, uh, Rob said he was not having it. Quote, actually, uh, in the original book, Soylent is made of soy and lentil. The movie changed many aspects of the book, though it is still one of my favorite movies. My Soylent is human-free. Yeah, well, but again, <clears throat> For now. I mean, again, these, these brags are like... They're not great brags. <laughs> I've never killed anyone yet. <laughs> I mean, he named it after Soylent for a fucking reason. He knew what he was doing. Well, he wasn't naming it after the fucking even book. Even then, isn't that isn't that is that movie not extremely dark and terrible it ex- before its people? It is extremely dark. So the world he's painting the, the is world not is, one where the, it's like the world. It's it is an it is an overpopulated world. It, it is we have we have uh, the the people on Earth have have now killed the oceans. There is no more fish. There are no more Who plankton. Who wrote this? <laughs> What kind of weirdo? Um, and, uh, you know, I'm sure... And there's rich people living well. They get to get steak and stuff. Um, like, like you know... Like, like oh, it reminds me of something. Oh, it reminds me of something. Reminds me of something so specifically. Yeah, yeah people... That movie called Where We're Headed We're Living In. Yeah, people are, people are always like, overpopulation is a conservative talking point. It's also a real because, uh, yes... Oh, I got certain, some of that Certain week. people are actually uh, using up all the resources... And it does make places seem yeah. overpopulated. It's not. It's that's not to say that, that. Yeah, it's not to say that like you need to kill people. But it it is like we are talking about making a sharp U turn on the Titanic. That it's like there's a big problem with our population. Yeah, because we're not not saying yes. Oh, you you oh absolutely you could divvy up all resources in a perfect world. Yeah. Let me know when that perfect world I know, exists. That's, that's, until, that's sort of, until it does, uh, this is the this is the reality you're living yeah. with. Whatever. Anyway. I hate people. It's okay. 
Um, Did you get some of that this week? Uh, someone sent me a, t- a tweet uh, uh, that I, I was using conservative talking points. That's what I heard. I'm actually uh, using uh, go read go read the book Ishmael and then tell me it's a fucking conservative talking point. You're talking right to me, right? Uh, yeah. Thank you. Um, majority of the media coverage was skeptical. Business Insider's science editor wrote. His self-experiment is ludicrous and most <laughs> likely dangerously unhealthy. Yeah. A nutritionist said, quote... Well, you all... That, that's... Yes. Sorry. Go ahead. A nutritionist said, quote, generally, I probably wouldn't respond to any of this rubbish. However, I see a red flag for a potential eating disorder. He has no idea what he's talking about when it comes to protein digestion. Yeah. It is... there. Well, first of all, everyone's body chemistry is different. Mm-hmm. Even a nutritionist would tell you there's certain things certain people should yeah. have, certain people... There's certain things other people shouldn't have based yeah. on your blood type and shit like that. But... Even beyond that, like he did all this. Like he's not. He's not. He doesn't know necessarily. No, he read what, some fucking. Yeah, he read. Books. He read books and then he puts stuff in a blender and he's like, people, I figured it out. People get degrees in this shit. Yeah. Another nutritional expert. Now you make one of these out of people. I'm listening. Yeah, man. I'm talking. Another nutritional expert told the Washington Post, "Quote: He basically made a medical food. If he wanted to switch to a liquid diet, those are already available." Well. But the Mine comes in a pouch. The expert was very concerned that Rob had no formal background in health or nutrition. Is this just going to turn out to be like blended Little Caesars? <laughs> God, yeah. Okay. He uh, also said that while you could technically live a healthy life solely drinking medical food, quote, I don't know why you'd want to. Right. Well, <laughs> right. Main point. Ma- main point. Like the French... <laughs> the French. Imagine sending this to France. Like they're, they're, Sorry, what is in the uh, patch? We, uh, what huh? are you giving us? This is uh, food? Is that not uh, pate? Like, what's, what's the better life? Uh, doing what the French do and having like a three-hour meal where you're, you're, it's community and it's hanging out and it's talking and it's enjoying or creating a food that lets you keep tapping away on your computer. I think we all know it. What's better is for people to locally source food instead of yes. buy it in mass. Because food is a nightmare uh, that takes you away from work, who doesn't want to live in a pod like the Matrix? Right. Fair. Fair. Rob realized this was something that could become a company. As did his roommates. Their software ideas were then out the window. They were in the non-food survival business. Rob calls farms, quote, very inefficient factories. But it's just it, that's such I mean, an arbitrary that, that, term for farms because some farms are very small, uh, very well done farms, and other farms are giant factory farms. It's also like that. I mean, he, he is fighting. I mean, fully fighting nature. One hundred percent. This is a total <laughs> battle against nature. He did, uh, he does not believe what you uh, what you do. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, Gareth specifically. Yeah, he thinks farming should be more industrialized. Well. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Quote, it's the labor that really gets me. It's traditionally done by the underclass. There's so much walking and manual labor. Surely it should be automated. Well, the, uh, this is the thing. I don't fucking get this. I really don't. I don't get how, how you can make that, uh, you know, the second that Amazon cracks full-on automation, full AI. Yes. 
It's and, going and to be really fucking bad yeah. and crazy, yes. and it's really going to. F- and the second the trucks are fully uh, yes. drivable without people, yeah. What is the plan? I mean, there is none. The, and so the plan is just to continue to scapegoat uh, marginalized people. Uh, in this country, saying that they're the ones who are doing all this stuff, when meanwhile, it's on your it's in your fucking backyard. Yeah, and 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 you know if you if you automate everything like he wants here, like if you automated all agriculture, then what you're saying is, what do you do with those people? Well, what is the plan? And that, well, then you have a guy like Andrew Yang running for president who's like, yeah, you give them all a thousand bucks each. Well, that's a fucking pittance and doesn't do shit. Right. A thousand dollars a month? Fuck off. Well, also, but the amount of people, the amount of people that you are going to, yes. like, the amount of people already that are like, what the fuck is going on? 100%. But it's like, the foot is on the gas pedal to get to full automation. AI to, to yeah. automation so that people don't have jobs. I mean, like, the uh, I okay. can't... <laughs> All right, take it easy. We're going to keep going with the story. Is there whiskey in the studio? I know it's 10 a.m. Rob persevered and kept on his Soylent diet for a second month. I can't believe it's only been a month. I know. On March 18th, he posted on his website about month number two on Soylent. He said... That is great. Skin fading. Nails dropping off. He said eating solid food was, quote, a fun leisure activity, but come Monday, I usually have a strong craving for a tall glass of Soylent. Ugh. Mm. He said he was touched by all the concern about his health, but that no one seemed to worry about him when he lived on burritos and ramen. Okay, well, that is a true fucking point, and that is what got us here: is this, this shitty food system. Right. He, he's not seeing a difference, right. and in some way, he is right about that. Yeah. Uh, and he ended with the big news: "Quote scars that I've had for years are barely visible now." Well, well, well. Well, hello, Mr. Horseshit. Well, well, well. <laughs> That's because you can't see as well anymore. You can also patch your walls with it. <laughs> and if you pound it together, it turns into a softball. People who haven't seen me in months say I look younger. Am I going and to... And less scary. Am I going to live longer? I'm certainly living better, and it's all thanks to chemistry. <laughs> Another month of eating Soylent passed. <clears throat> Following, followed by another... You better get scurvy. Oh. Followed by another uh, post about his new lifestyle. He had previously promised that if he was still healthy after three months, that he would launch a Kickstarter campaign. Oh, finally. And he was healthy, or as he put it, quote, zero deficiency symptoms. Normal, normal say, talk say for it, health. Say normal like health a talk. human. No, normal health talk. How are you? Zero deficiencies, David. <laughs> and you, you're abode well... I have no negatives. Oh, me either. No Mm. negatives. As far as the Kickstarter, quote, that time has come. On May 22nd, Sun's Kickstarter went live and hit the $100,000 goal in two hours. We are the worst. (laughs) A one-month supply of Soylent, 1,500 calories uh, a day of powder and 500 calories of fish oil to be blended with water before drinking. Was two hundred thirty dollars or seven dollars and fifty six cents a, a day? Yeah, okay. Or seven dollars and fifty six cents a day. Now that's where I that's where I get a little bit confused because. So these are guys who, who don't know how to make food because I can make, I can make a meal, or I think I can make meals for under seven dollars a day. I think with pasta and They're other things per day, it's seven dollars. Seven dollars fifty six cents, and that's like a huge, for the day. Yeah, that's, that's like a huge cheap. I mean, but, but you could like if you needed to, yeah, 
No, if truly, if you pastas, if you, grains, yes. like there are uh, beans, there yeah. are things totally. that are out there that are cheap. There are vegetables that you can find that are cheap. Like you can do this. Yes, um, but I don't think these guys have any idea how to cook. That's, that's I think probably they where a lot of it's coming from. No idea how to cook. I don't think they've ever fucking cooked a meal. <laughs> Like they get, they get frozen pizzas. They get frozen right, foods. Right. That's their idea. Of, and then they're like, "Well, I it costs like twenty. Shit. It costs twenty bucks a day." You're like, I feel well, like you... shit for me and all the pizza. It's too expensive. Rob's goal was to get it down to five dollars a day. Gawker wrote about trying Soylent. Staffer said it tasted quote like someone wrung out a dish towel <sighs> into a glass. Jesus Christ! And hot and old like cheese. <laughs> Hot and old like cheese. That might be the thing you put on the packet, honestly. That's the closest it's come to like sounding like, okay, maybe. Hot and old like cheese. I mean, that's what cheese is. If it's not pizza, it's hot and old. Although one Gawker staffer did like it. Quote, it was great and I love it. I do not want to eat anymore. What? He said without blinking for five minutes. Yeah, right. Most excitedly, Gawker and other media sources agreed that Soylent physically resembled semen. <laughs> oh, yum. Okay, I think I. How much did you pay for your bag of cum for the week? <laughs> is that where this goes? He realizes that eating cum is easier? Oh, he looks a little like a young Steve Jobs. Oh, God. It's cum colored. It doesn't look like semen. Jesus Christ. I mean, and you're look. It, it's I, I, that's one of those things too. Once you hear, you're like, "Well, I wish I'd heard that. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish nobody had ever said that because I was able to do it before, and now it's just like drinking a blender of cum." And remember, it's thick. <laughs> Which one? What? What? You winked. Did I didn't, just get on camera. I didn't wink. Uh, go ahead. Keep reading. Um. So none of this slows down the Kickstarter. After 30 days, they ended up raising over $750,000. Of course. Of people who don't want to eat. Mm-hmm. It is so disturbing, the lifestyle that we've created in America. That summer, Rob and his newly formed company, Rosa Labs, started preparing to make shipments early the next year. Fortunately, fortunately the FDA classified Soylent as a supplement, not a food. Okay. Well, this undermines the premise of Soylent. It is now subject to less stringent regulations. Okay. Rose Labs is able to mix without meddling from officials in its warehouse space in Oakland. FDA has been really good for a yeah, long time. Yeah, it's some good shit. In October, Rosa Labs landed $1.5 million in venture capital funding. Okay. Congrats. <laughs> make a bunch of cum uh that's him rob move with soylent headquarters Where are all the scars they're gone all right no rob moved to soylent headquarters from uh soylent headquarters uh, uh rob moved soylent headquarters from the bay area to a house in studio city in los angeles rosa lab set sent a beta version of soylent to testers and journalists a journalist from the new yorker went to soylent headquarters carrying a cold pressed juice when Rob saw it, he said, quote, it's kind of archaic. Oh. Look at the design. It's pretty bad for you. Look at the design. I can't. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> Look at the design of that, of that cup of juice you Look have there. Look at the design yeah, of, your, of your juice. I mean, I don't know. Looks real earthy. <laughs> like, what are you th- pretty you green, it looks, isn't it? It looks rustic. and oh. Did it, it just come in that cup? <laughs> Does it come in a pouch? Does it even look like cum? I'm just saying it's archaic. That's it's all. Archaic. It's archaic. Like, it doesn't even that? look or taste like cum. 
A month later, Vice published a video. You've got a lot of scars. A month later, Vice published a video chronicling reporter Brian Merchant surviving solely on Soylent for a month. Wow. Merchant lost 10 pounds of fat, and his main negative health effect was vitamin D deficiency. But that's not what made the headlines. The first half of Merchant's video was a tour of Soylent facilities. Oh, boy. They, they need to stop letting people into the facilities if they want to get away with never this never let someone into your facilities. The space in Oakland was a dusty, empty warehouse. The cameras caught a rat scurrying around the food supply part box. Part of it. That's part of it. The little <laughs> rat and all of them. Stop it. Come on. It's Soylent. <laughs> scurrying around the food supply boxes. Merchant, quote, We were not poking around. We were not trying to do gotcha journalism. We had just set up the cameras to run the interview. The camera crew didn't even know they had recorded the rat until they were looking at footage later. <laughs> Quote, it was and one right- of them made Soylent in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, it was right next to the supply. Uh, the mixing area was not the best. Workers were mixing piles and piles of powdery Soylent in large bins with just plastic sheets separating the mixing rooms from the dusty warehouse. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's like a construction site. <laughs> This was all on Merchant's first day of doing the diet. So this is the, he 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 agrees to do the story. Oh, cool rats, <laughs> rats, and then they're just dust. Oh, great, oh, great mesothelioma. He was concerned, but he moved forward because he agreed to do it. During his second week, Merchant was shipped a bag of moldy soylent. Oh God, how do you even tell? How was it? Because it had like black mold, like it was like mold. Yeah, but I mean, it was like surely, mold. but surely you'd be like, "Most oh, shit." I mean, it's what? supposed to look weird. It's like a white powder, and there's a oh, it's just powder. Yeah, all oh, right. Okay. You get the powder, okay. um, but still, potentially someone would be like, "Ooh, berries." <laughs> Just like throw it in a blender. Well, at that point, I want to eat. I might want to eat mold after we get mold. Yeah, right. Seriously, ah, <laughs> oh, finally a change up. Um. So he. He had agreed to do this diet for a month, so he scooped out the mold and uh, drank what was left. What the fuck? No. Or maybe it is. Uh, maybe they are sending him a drink, but I, I think it's. I think at this point it's a powder. Rob responded on his website that the mold was quote due to inadequate packaging that we were testing. He's, the rats should have eaten it. He, <laughs> In my defense, the rats are there to eat that stuff. We've got a system. He said Rosa, Rosa Labs was no longer using that production facility. And we fired the rat. We fired the rat right away. Oh, no. Oh, the text we hired him. The text was accompanied by an image of Remy, the rat chef from Ratatouille. Wow. So, yeah. who's in charge of anything? I mean, who? This is, you know, the, this is the Elizabeth Holmes of it all. This is very Holmesy. Um, it is astounding. Lean into it. I mean, lean in. It, that is fucking crazy. Yeah. It's also, it's so disassociated from reality. Well,. I mean, he's how you? How old is he? He's he's young. He's, he's got he's no idea. Early 20s. He's got no idea what the fuck he's doing. But there's something else happening here because yeah. even, even someone who's young knows that that's not. But he's trying to joke his way out of it. Obviously, I mean, trying to like it's make light a, of it's it. It's not even a joke. It's a it's a fuck you. Yeah. It's a who gives a shit. Right. 
It's 100% who gives a shit. Soylent had now moved to a more official factory location in Modesto. Merchants said the mold was, quote, illustrative of that they're thinking of the experiment first and foremost and the sanitary conditions second. In a uh, uh, Reddit AMA, Reddit AMA, three days later, Rob revealed he had a neodymium magnet implanted in one of his fingers, which he said allowed him to sense magnets and electromagnetic fields. Okay. Everybody run. Everybody run. What, he's saying he's got a wizard tip? (laughs) What the fuck is he talking about? I tried to look it up, but it just gets so nonsensical when you try to look into that kind of stuff. Keep in mind, you're writing that. You're not just saying that. You're like, I have a magnetic tip that it's I'm able to sense other magnets because of it. Like anyway, next question. I really tried to figure it out, but it was I just went down wormhole. Like I, I can't say again what he revealed. He has a neodymium <laughs> magnet implanted in one of his fingers, which allows him to sense magnets and electromagnetic fields. Now I get it. <laughs> Now it makes sense. First time I was like, what is he saying? Now it's obvious. He's got magnet fingers and he can find other magnets with it. And it helps make his smush meal. Uh, he also said he did not know of any person having a negative reaction to Soylent. And the biggest risk of Soylent was that it, quote, could potentially be used to facilitate a poor work-life balance. Well. Um, which, what, you, that's the whole point? Is it, you know, you know your favorite movie? Yeah. Rob couldn't discuss it, uh, but he said he had heard from NASA's astronaut office. I don't want to talk about it, but I got magnet hands and NASA's calling. Okay? <laughs> Who thinks they're at the top? You're wrong. Okay? I got a rat working for me. I'm waiting to make powder. At the end of 2013, the cost for a month's supply of Soylent had gone from $230 to $255. They had almost $2 million in pre-orders. By April 2014, the message board on Soylent's website had over 1,400 do-it-yourself user-submitted recipe ideas oh. included. They all had names like scrawny white boy mix, Canadian people chow, and standing <laughs> desk diet. Oh, Jesus Christ. Standing desk diet is the saddest one for sure. It's uh, tired of working so hard and you have to sit all the time. Well, now you get to stand. Tired of wasting time eating. Well, now you just suck powder. In April, 30,000 units of Soylent powder and oil mix were shipped. The reviews poured in. How many were to the coasts? <clears throat> I mean... 88%? All. <laughs> yeah, all. <laughs> all of it? Reviews poured in. The Atlantic, yeasty and chemically like a vanilla milkshake that traveled through a wormhole and came out wrong. Okay. Thank you for the ending. The New York Times... A punishingly boring, joyless product, from the plain white packaging to the purposefully bland, barely sweet flavor to the motel carpet beige hue of the drink itself, everything about Soylent screams function, not fun. Fair. There were a few positive reviews. Business Insider, Soylent is tasty, even dessert-like. Properly mixed Soylent has a taste resembling that of a vanilla milkshake. Most described it as a dough-like taste. Mm -hmm. And one guy said, it's cum. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, I mixed those up. Oh, whoops. Wrong jar. Wrong jar. By the way, I shouldn't be living alone. (laughs) 
That's like a new stand-up. You guys ever mix your cum and your soylent? Who's in, uh, Hello. Hit. Hello. Hit that. In May, the New Yorker uh, writer who went to see him with the shirt, sure. right? She published her lengthy profile of Rob. She said, quote, uh, he can seem like a young missionary. He has sharp features, a gentle voice, and an upright, stiff gait. Though he is a millennial, he has a slightly ageless quality. Topics such as pop culture and gossip don't come up much with him, and he seems unmoved by consumer culture in any form. Mm. Yeah, but that makes sense. Like, So this is a guy who's just... Disassociated. Yes, yeah. he's disassociated from our society in right. a way. Rob said he... I wish he just said he was covered in scars. <laughs> I've never seen a kid with so many little knife so cuts on So many him. scars. So many scars, face and hands. Rob said he was a fallen uh, libertarian who believed that, quote, things are worthless. Cool. So, Follow him. Uh, so I'm a total nihilist, uh, and I'm making uh, food that no one eats. So you are attempting to make the movie Soylent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's my game plan. <laughs> okay. Uh, to, quote, optimize the dressing process, he didn't wash his clothes. He put shirts in the freezer to get rid of the odor. Is this Kramer? <laughs> and after a few weeks, he threw them out. I'm going to need you to walk me through his process one more time. So he, he doesn't wash clothes. Right off the bat. Because he's trying to optimize the dressing it. process. Uh, what does that even mean? Uh, you're optimizing the dressing process. What does that mean? What is the flaw we have in the dressing process now? Where you wash I mean, and you fold. Sure. And now that's gone. Now you put your shirts in the freezer. Well, you don't need your fridge anymore. And when you're done with them, you throw them away. And when take you're a done, new, new shirt out of the, the new shirt box. Well, I've, yeah, I'm out of questions. He's apparently unaware that this totally undermines his labor farm stance. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> like the amount, that, yeah, the amount that a shirt goes into making a shirt. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Rob's goal was to design a soylent-producing superorganism, a single strain of alga that pumps out soylent all day. Quote, then we won't need factories. His vision is that he has an, uh, some algae just pumping out soylent? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is this? It's who's not, animating the, this? The, the world he's thinking of isn't the Matrix at all, right? He, okay, so like, he doesn't just picture a big sort of gelatinous some plasma. People, some people vision a world in which their their Nero breaking out of the pods and destroying the system that the machines have set up, while Rob's uh, fantasy is to live in the pod. <laughs> Hello, algae. Hello, Rob. <laughs> We need some more Soylent pumped out today. I don't like algae. So, Soylent headquarters resembled the slightly dated home of a drug kingpin on Miami Vice. It had shiny black floors, white sectional couches, huge windows, and a backyard pool. And Rob was now becoming used to having nerd celebrity status. Right. With the New Yorker writer, he went to a Caltech dorm and was recognized by adoring students. Oh, my God. So Caltech, so it's a lot of engineering kids. Uh-huh. Uh, one dorm resident told the New Yorker reporter it would be hard for a non-soylent drinker to live there as, quote, people would just be talking about their recipes. Uh, <sighs> no, no. The, I, know, I know. We'd just be talking about their recipes and shit. <laughs> what are you talking? <laughs> what is he? A, is he a chewer? <laughs> you guys a bunch of chewers? 
Oh, man, get out of here. This is not the chewing section. What are you, a cow? Go to North Dorm if you want to chew. South Dorm's for sucking it in. Other students chimed in, quote, the first week can be pretty bad because you fart pretty bad. <laughs> Another, quote, there was like a week when I stopped going to class. Ooh. Rob knew that experience, telling them, quote, I cleared out a jazz theater once. Is that a scat joke? It means that they're doing something to their body that causes the most noxious farts on... I just... Like, that's a sign that things aren't great. Well... (laughs) (laughs) This was all being done for liquid food, something that had been around for decades. 50 years ago, hospitals ground up food and put it into feeding tubes. Then came products like Ensure. Food replacements became more scientific. Tang was made famous because astronauts use it. Liquid meals took off then, especially with dieters and the eating disordered. Slim fast. Uh, Metressel, I don't know what it is. Mm, I don't know. Never heard of it. And more uh, uh, told people they could get by on shakes. Quote, a shake for breakfast, a shake for lunch, lunch, and then a sensible sensible dinner. dinner. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, Tommy Lasorda. Soylent's life hack was like someone discovering putting an engine on the frame with four wheels could transport humans. Right, right, right. The chief of clinical nutrition at Beth Israel, quote, any good nutritionist could put these ingredients in the proper amounts and make such a formula. The big difference between drinks like Ensure and Muscle Milk was marketing. Soylent was aimed at workers craving efficiency, not guys hitting the gym or old people. That's a terrible target. It is the worst. I mean, besides the eating disordered, I can't think of a worse thing than than coming up with a food source that allows you to not experience life. Yeah. I mean, really, it is. It's like, are you sick of, like, having to take breaks? (laughs) No, I'm fucking not. What? I can't believe we can't get uh, Silicon Valley to unionize. Yeah. Rob was saying one could survive on Soylent alone. A former CEO of Muscle Milk said this was a much riskier approach and no one had actually done it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, no, nah, that's food, not a good idea. Food's a part of it. <laughs> food's a part of it, guys. We just want to make sure everyone knows that food is still a part of this whole system. A solution, uh, a solution, uh, to continue the life of the uh, modern American worker who is being destroyed by overwork, bad diet, and no hope. That's yeah, essentially what right. it is. In October, Rob wrote another website post titled Life Without Water. Oh, for God's sake. Rob. Uh, look. Uh, yeah? I wish there was a way to get there. So it's like, it's like he and his friends have, uh, have discussed the, the sort of in- inevitability of, of the lack of resources that's coming, particularly, huh? particularly water. With what? Yeah. Uh, particularly water, and um, and they're coming up with the worst solutions, right? Uh, rather than redistribution and uh, right. different governments and everything else, they're they're literally the nightmare. Pill. Yeah, right. um, this was about trying to cut his daily water use to four liters. Wow. Okay. This was based on a challenge from a friend. So what he brushed his teeth without water. He peed in the sink. But this, uh, come on, to avoid. The water used for flushing shits, he, quote, massacred my gut bacteria. He ate a do-it-yourself soylent version with no fiber and 500 milligrams of an antibiotic with poor bioavailability this that, would stay sound his, than water. that would stay in his gut and kill bacteria. 
This is crazy. Soylent's microbiome consultant advised Rob not to do it and said it was a terrible idea. Well, to be fair, who's going to listen to anyone who works at Soylent? (laughs) (laughs) But he did it, and it worked. Quote, throughout the challenge, I did not defecate. Not from his ass. <laughs> he did not write how many days he did this no water challenge. He consumed nothing but soylent. He averaged two liters of water used per day. Wow, that's terrible. Good for him. Yeah, that's not this. That's not Good again. Work, I said he's coming up with the worst solutions yeah, to right. uh, soylent rolled along. By the end of 2014, the company had made 10 million in sales. In January 2015, Soylent raised $20 million from a VC firm. Mm-hmm. Rob was named to the Forbes 30 Under 30. Maybe it's time to get rid of that. <laughs> Don't you think that's just, isn't that just encouraging this sort of ludicrous shit? Yes. Yes. Three months later, Soylent 1.4 was released. The powder now included fat, which meant separate oil was no longer needed. So it used to be shipped with the powder and oil. Right. And, yeah. okay. In August, then came Soylent 2.0, which was a premixed liquid sold in 14-ounce, 400-calorie plastic bottles for $2.40 each. Okay. A full day's 2,000-calorie supply would cost $12. Okay, so it's going up. Adds now a quote, while not intended to replace every meal, Soylent can replace any meal, mm. which is saying you can replace every meal. Which is saying you don't need it also. Yeah, but what that's saying yeah, is... Yeah, it, it can be all you use. Well, this is the dangerous part, right? right? So what does that say to the eating disordered people? You don't need food. That's why the muscle milk guy says it's super dangerous. Right, yeah. It was still only sold online. On the same day Soylent 2.0 was released, Rob wrote an op-ed for Ars Technica uh, titled, How I Gave Up Alternating Current. How I gave up what? How I Gave Up Alternating Current. The ocean? Quote, I am electrically self-reliant. My home runs comfortably on a single 100-watt solar panel, which costs $150. I have not set foot in a grocery store in years. Never more will I bumble through endless confusing aisles like a pack donkey searching for feed while the smell of rotting flesh fills my, no- fills my nostrils and fluorescent lights sear my eyeballs and sappy love songs torture my ears. I buy my staple food online like a civilized person. He buys the food online from himself? Feels like that could be shortened. He's, he's just, well, he yeah, does. No, now he's like, <clears throat> I'm just better. Yeah. I'm a better person. Well, this is that grandiosity. Yeah. yeah. So he was buying uh, food because uh, he was, and also going to restaurants. Right. When he was, quote, craving company or flavor. Right. Okay. But what a great guy to have at a meal. Too. <laughs> is there a better person to go get a bite with? And this guy who's going to sit here lamenting the process the whole time. It's like, you know, Rob, it's really not fun to hang out with you evermore. I mean, every, every, ever since you gave up food, it's, you've been pretty annoying to go out to eat with. In June, Rob, in June, Rob started working on a new project. He bought land in an unfashionable part of town with no water or electricity hookups for $21,300. It was near a neighborhood called Montecito Heights in Los Angeles. The land was known to locals as a flat top. Rob put a shipping container on the land that he bought for $1,500 and started living in it. It relied on solar power, had no kitchen or bathroom. He brought in a porta potty. 
Okay, so this is where living the dream. <laughs> but also, he's doing this thing where he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna show everybody how to live uh, sustainably," and then brings in the worst fucking thing, which is a porta potty. Yeah. Which use chemicals and are nightmarish. Well, he drinks the bad. blue water in it. Mm. It's better. No more breakfast. <sighs> but Rob was hoping for, quote, advances in new toilets that vaporize waste. Well, someone else has got to do that. Someone else is going to come up with the poo laser? Well, so you, the way I'm visioning this is there. there's a toilet, and then right underneath the seat is a like a laser. The algae. Covers it. Like a like a laser film. No, this is an algae. This is an algae. And then when you shit, it just it's just gone. So there's no water you need in the toilet because right. it's just being vaporized. Yeah, you just probably need another solar panel to get your laser going. And let me and let me let me put this out there. Sure. What's greater than vaporizing feces and just having a cloud of feces? Yeah, no, you, you make a really good point. It, it will create smoke, which is good for the the shipping crate you live in, the windowless jail you've put yourself in. No, it had windows. Oh, okay. It had windows. Um, Rob also got no permits for his new eco-home. The container was bright red and stuck out like a sore thumb on the top of the hill. People living nearby were furious. On the neighborhood social media website next door, Rob oh, God. told his new neighbors, Hey, everybody, I'm crazy, <laughs> and I'm here now, and I'm not leaving. I live in a crate. I don't eat food. I don't eat food. Who has a shit laser that I could borrow? Does anyone know how to vaporize waste? He told his new neighbors it was an eco-home and an experiment in sustainable living. Flat Top was a spot the neighbors had tried to preserve for years, beating off developers and hoping to turn into a park. Oh, God. Well, it's sort of as a, uh, a gathering area now. But now there was a bright red shipping container right in the middle. Rob had a party at which he roasted a pig. Who, in his crate? I, I think they did it in the ground like a... But who cares? It's food. It's a cool guy. It is food. Why That's the fair. fuck is he doing pork? It's fair. It's fair. Well, pig roasts are cheats. You can have, he has a pig roast day once a week. He has a cheat day and a pig roast day once a week. After the party, a neighbor said Flat Top was covered in trash and pork. After a short time, the container was covered in gang graffiti. The windows smashed out, and just bags of garbage were inside. <laughs> Seems like it's going pretty well. This is an experiment. <laughs> um, just gangs banging on it at night as he tries to sleep. Like, okay. Well, he's. I don't. I, he, from what I could tell, he's gone. It's, so he's, he's just, just like back in his apartment. Yeah. Right. Well, I yeah. Who knows where he is? But um, it just seems like he's just completely walked away from his great eco experience. Sure. Uh, experiment. Um, just bags of garbage were inside. Neighbors said people were That's having. Kind of like saying Rob's inside in a way. <laughs> Uh, neighbors said people were having like they would go up there and like like homeless people would be fucking inside and they'd run away. So it's common. So that's, and, I mean, I know you had your heart set on a park, but now you got that. A house nearby got burgled for the first time ever. So it's it's inviting. I mean, it's it's contagious. A it's, the enthusiasm well, it's a pla- contagious. It's a place where people who are hard on their luck or uh, right. obviously gang members are now tagging and, and tagging and tagging. It's a thing, right? right? Um, the porta potty was knocked over. At least it was empty. Just the water. <laughs> Rob was cited for having an abandoned or vacant building open to the public. 
In July, Curb published an article titled Soylent CEO Could Face Criminal Charges for Hilltop LA Experiment. What is he? What a, what a terrible idea. <laughs> what a, really? I mean, like, Soylent's like a crazy idea. This one is a terrible idea. Um, so. So he he denies the, he denies denies every, what he denies the accusations. That, I know that, I didn't ruin it. That neighbors that neighbors said. Um, well, he put a shipping crate in it. Oh my god! Oh my god! It looks like a double decker that got taken apart. I mean, I mean, so it's it's a shipping container that was turned into a home. There's a door cut out. There's windows, but the windows are all smashed out. And it yeah, looks like, like it, it looks. It, I mean, yeah, it looks. It, like, is, it makes it look like a dump. Like it's graffitied yeah. nightmarishly. Yes. Oh, it's, yeah. It's unbelievable. And that, so that's like this place these people wanted to be a park. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, it's a cool, I mean, that's still cool. Yeah. No, it is cool. Uh, Rob said, quote, there was no evidence of illegal activity taking place on the property. He was also not happy about what Los Angeles was trying to do to him. Uh, be honest. Quote. In L.A., one may not install a garbage disposal without seeking a permit. I feel like I'm living in the movie Brazil. Dude. Okay, so so let's just, I just want to clarify something. You, you can install a garbage disposal without a permit. Oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> Next. Next. So he can't put a shipping container wherever in the fuck he wants. Yeah. And, and porta-potties. Yeah. And that thought this was America is the same as the movie Brazil. Yeah, thought this was America. <sighs> Does he have a Twitter? He yeah. I can't wait to follow it. He, he then uh, said he was thinking of buying more land on Flat Top to protect it from destructive development. He defied city orders to remove the container. Now that move sounds to me like a guy who realizes that he's just shot himself in the foot, looks like a moron, and now he's like, "Hey, flat top, good news! I'm your savior. I want to save the land." Yeah, it's just being, a, or else it's just another fuck you. Like it's just like I'm gonna, maybe, buy, yeah. I'm gonna buy more land. Yeah, maybe. Like he's fucking with them. Either way, a guardian, rep- a guardian reporter visited the site and said the container had a charred mattress, shattered windows, empty jars of organic coconut oil. Rob told the Guardian, quote, my home was graffitied and the windows were smashed. And That's these my coconut fault. people came in. That's my fault. I did that? I, I'm just the guy who put the crate up there and left it and put a bed in it. On July 29th, the city filed criminal charges. And put a bunch of oil that could be used as lube, <laughs> potentially, if people were to think that way. So they filed criminal charges against him, uh, the city, on July 29th. Four counts of construction and grading without permits, zone code violations, and failing to comply with orders from the building and safety department. If convicted, he could be sentenced to two years in jail and pay a $4,000 fine. Okay. Just hours before the charges were filed, Rob had the shipping container removed. A couple of days later, he issued an apology. So, right. so he gets to play libertarian. I get to do whatever right. the fuck I want. And then when the real world comes I'm crashing sorry. down on him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look at that. It's cute. It's a cute area. Quote, I would like to offer my sincerest apologies to my neighbors who I upset. As a first-time property owner, the container... <laughs> I mean, he didn't own property. First time property owner. The container was meant to be an experiment in sustainable housing. In the future, I will ensure that I do my due diligence with regard to all city and neighborhood regulations. Flat Top Hill is a gem of Los Angeles, and I intend to make only positive contributions to the neighborhood and community going forward. So he's just trying to get out. From, they would like you to leave. <laughs> they don't want your help. They're good. He's just trying to get out from under the yeah. uh, the charges he's yeah. facing. 
despite because he denied he denied doing he wouldn't do anything he wouldn't right yeah he was selling all the fuck off yeah. and then charges get filed and he's like I'm sorry I'm trying to help despite the running with the city Rob is still doing well he said in late July that his company was valued at more than one hundred million dollars wow and he drew a modest salary. A coffee-flavored version of soil was introduced named Coffeeist after a dangerously habit-forming drink from a 1952 sci-fi novel, The Space Merchants. On theme. Then in September, Soylent entered the solid food arena. Oh, finally. Hot dogs. Now, <laughs> now, now caramel-flavored Soylent bars offer the same complete nutrition, but in a lighter, more portable form factor. Soylent bars were said to provide one-eighth of an average adult's recommended dietary needs. At $2 a bar, a full day would cost 16 So now they're making food. Mm-hmm. Like they're heading towards food. Mm-hmm. The next month, people began complaining that Soylent bars were making them sick. Mm. Quote, after eating a bar in the middle of the day, I became very nauseous and had awful diarrhea. Another, quote. It's working. <laughs> that means you're sustaining. I, weight loss. You're, you're in ketosis. Another quote, the worst vomiting episode I have ever experienced. On a message board thread over on their site, on the Soylent site, because they've got to have message boards, of course. Right. Over 20 users reported getting sick from the bars. A Soylent rep told Gizmodo they were aware. Listen to that sentence you just started. (laughs) It's time to go. It's time to go. Uh, he said that they were aware that a limited number of instances of indigestion or discomfort were happening, but the company was still very confident in the safety of the bars. A week later, Soylent recalled all Soylent bars. <laughs> oh, my God. And urged customers to throw out any bars they'd bought. Uh, burn them. Burn the bars. Yeah, fly, just quick fire. Burn the bars and run away from the fire you've lit. Uh, you probably have to shut down your home for two weeks. And they, you, obviously you know, if you don't know, you're barren. You're all barren. There'll be no <laughs> offspring for you. You chose to eat a two dollars uh, meal replacement. Uh, your sight will slowly go away yeah. over a two-year period. Which is a good thing. That means you're sustaining, it's, it's uh, sustaining optimal auditory uh, that, rhythms. Your, your, your skin is going to slough, slough off uh, and your hair will be gone. Then you will finally be ready for the Matrix goo. This is right. And then we'll put you in the Matrix goo. And then we're going to have a Soylent response. It's going to be great. We're doing a Kickstarter. Soylent skin. Soylent skin. It's time. Boilance, male soilance. We've got an army of them. They're genitalless, bald, hairless figures who do nothing but want to help and serve you and feed you the soilant. <laughs> Three weeks later, soilant stopped all powder sales. Hey, all right, listen. <laughs> we have made some changes in that this shouldn't be, we've decided. And the. Biggest change we're going to make is we're done doing anything because it's just crazy bad and not going well. And everybody's farting a lot and you can't live in a crate on flat top and pretend to be the mayor (laughs) because you want to. Anyway, I'm 24. More customers said fallen ill from the powder. Uh, Guys, stop using the shit. We've taken it back. A week and a half later, someone announced that an algae flower was what was sickening. Uh, people eating the bar and powder users. That's right. Wrong flower. The company said it would remove it from future products. And sure enough, a new powder version with n- Who's no Who's hanging al- around al- al- at al- the Soylent powder. party now, ready for more product? When I, it, it goes on sale in mid-December. 
it, this so I, coming so, December? No, it, that, oh, no, it went on. It, sale. it went on sale that December. Um, and so, so the bars never returned. Just the powder and mm-hmm. the drink. Um, there was more trouble in April 2017 as Soylent recalled 890 boxes of powder after a milk-containing product was handled adjacent to Soylent's vegan powder. A third-party manufacturer was blamed. That month, Rob deleted all posts from his website and replaced them with a Ralph Waldo Emerson passage about how, quote, we have no questions to ask which are answerable, unanswerable. We have no we have no questions to ask, which are unanswerable. Is that the right thing to fuck put him. on I mean, for just, someone who we have endless questions he for? He just gives no fucks. Yeah. He gives no fucks. Yeah. With all this amazing success, in May, Soylent landed another $50 million in VC funding. I'm, I'm happy for those guys. Two months later, 18 7-Eleven locations in Los Angeles were selling bottled Soylent. And this was the first time Soylent was sold offline. The trial was successful. Soylent expanded into 7-Eleven locations along the West Coast. But in October, Canada banned sales of Soylent after the Canadian Food Inspection Agency said it, quote, did not meet a select few of the requirements for a meal replacement. Once again, as we've seen many times, what is allowed in America is not allowed around the world. Yeah. Naturally, Rob disagreed. After all, he had no degree in nutrition or understanding of the human body. Still. He released a statement, quote, these requirements do not reflect the current understanding of human nutritional needs. He said to the government body full of scientists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You take issue with that? This guy lived in a crate and didn't go one. (laughs) Two months later, on December 12, 2017, Rob published a blog post on Soylent's website titled Soylent's Next Chapter. Uh, Please, can we get to the epilogue? It began, quote, if you love something, set it free. Rob was stepping down as the CEO of Soylent. Whoa. <laughs> Nobody knows why. Rob remained Soylent's, uh, yeah, Soylent's executive chairman. Two months later, he said he was still involved and that the brand was close to his heart. Soylent was now being sold at over 1,000 7-Eleven locations. In April, it was introduced to Walmart and another chain. In December 2018, a main rival, Huel, introduced its first pre-bottled meal replacement. Allprotein.com did comparisons and said Huel was superior as far as ingredients, but the big problem with Huel is they, quote, absolutely cannot stand the taste of Huel. Soylent launched in the U.K. in September 2018. Jesus Christ. This is not the direction I wanted this to head in. At the beginning of this year, Rosa Labs introduced Soylent Bridge. It is a 180-calorie bottled beverage marketed as, quote, an in-between meal. It's what you reach for when you're facing a snack trap, which is that space between meals brimming with empty calories, tasteless foods, and unfulfill- unfulfilling snacks. You know what would be a good thing it would be to invent meals? You know what I reach for? Uh, foods. Foods. Carrots. Foods. It had uh, a bit of a, a bit of protein and fewer carbs than regular Soylent. Two thousand calories cost twenty four dollars. So mm-hmm. the so price goes up. Go, yeah. So it was Soylent's most expensive product per calorie. People on the Soylent sub subreddit said it tasted like a watered down version of Soylent. Mm. Interesting. Which is exactly what it was. Probably the most upvoted review called it a quote half a bottle of Soylent for seventy five percent of the price. By April 2019, Soylent was sold at over 20,000 locations across the country, and Soylent jumped back into bars with Soylent squared. At a dollar each, 2,000 calories would cost $20. The New York Times wrote, quote, For fans, Soylent squared represents an obvious, if modest, next step from liquid to solid. 
to the rest of the world, Silent Squared is a snack-sized protein bar. Yeah. <laughs> they cracked it. Uh, July 8th, 2019, Rob tweeted for the first time in almost four years. Whoa. It was a link to a new post on the reactivated robreinhardt.com titled Visualizing the Large-Scale Structure of the Cosmos. He was announcing magnet finger again. <clears throat> he was announcing a new personal project. It aims to quote stimulate oh, simulate the universe from scratch with snapshots of the hundred thousand most massive dark matter halos. This should give us a general picture of the cosmos. It can be found at cosmos.robreinhardt.com. It is a web page with a black background behind a hundred thousand unlabeled yellow dots that form a rough three-dimensional cube. Users can rotate the cube and zoom in on it. A week after Rob tweeted the link, it had eight likes and two retweets. One of the three people who had commented asked, quote, are you now conquering Astro after conquering the nutrition problem? Rob has not responded. Sales of Soylent in Canada have not resumed. Rob Reinhardt will continue to life hack with his amazing, grandiose beliefs. Quote, how many humans in history were even getting broccoli or tomatoes. He's just saying he's changed things so much that in history, how many people were getting these things that they say we need, like broccoli and tomatoes? I still don't understand what he's saying. He's saying that not everyone in history got broccoli or tomatoes. And so they you survived. don't. So you, yeah, they oh. survived. So you don't need broccoli or tomatoes. Right. Okay. Interesting. Well, what a legacy. Oh, he's just beginning. Uh,. We haven't seen the last of Rob Reinhardt. Good. I think the I think the biggest the biggest. So for me, this is just like America. We are, and we've talked about this before. We are living life so incorrectly that it is mind boggling. Uh, the worker should be fighting for less work. The labor should be valued to uh, at a much greater. Uh, Rate obviously right now labor is not valued at all in America. So when the laborers are doing the work of management, which is to make yourself work endless hours to create whatever, you're literally just fucking yourself. Mm-hmm. Like there's this mindset of just I have to keep working, I have to keep working, I have to keep working. When the goal should be to work the least amount as possible and live a happy life yeah. and get to take care of your needs. Well, the, it feels like we're at a point where two are like people are worked so hard that they don't have time to even protest how bullshit everything totally. that's going on is because it's like you have no wiggle room. Most Americans can't afford like no, everyone's living on the emergency. Yeah. So really, I mean, what are your options, you know? Well, all right. That's another fun ending. Mm, Bye-bye. I wonder if he listens. Oh, God. (laughs) I can't think about that shit. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, 
fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there.